The Cyber Comet Cast provides insight to the academic and personal lives of school community members in Mason City Schools during the pandemic. Unlike other podcasts in the educational space, Comet Cast keeps it informative and entertaining as students and staff recount their lived experience during such a unique time. Hello everyone, my name is Darun. I am Beth. And I am Kobe. We're 7th graders at Mason Middle School. You may know us from the first episode one year ago. In that episode, we talked about how COVID changed our lives one year ago. Is horseradish an instrument? Yes. Whoops, wrong script. No, but seriously, today's episode is about the change that occurred due to the pandemic. Our lifestyles have changed. Our households have changed. We didn't see it coming. It changed everything. Today, we're going to hear COVID-19 from the perspective of an in-person student and an online one. Let's first hear from an in-person student, who's one of our hosts today. Thanks, Bed. I'm in-person, and there are a lot of things to adapt to when you are an in-person student. The mask can be annoying sometimes, especially when you don't really get a break from them for a couple of hours. They tug on your ears, and over the couple of hours, you can, like, feel it. It, it can sometimes be annoying the way it meshes with your nose, too. Um, yeah. The one-way hallways are annoying because you're going to have end up zigzagging across the whole school to get to a classroom that's not far away due to some hallways being only one-way hallways. You don't have as much freedom as regular school without COVID or online school, but we keep getting used to it day after day. That was really interesting, Kobe. It should be interesting when I go to in-person school next year because it's going to be hard getting used to wearing a mask. Now let's hear from our online student, Sahana, who is going to share her This I Believe essay project that was done in English class. Hi, my name is Sahana. I'm in grade 7. The title of my piece is Balancing the Scale of a Schedule. In a study done by the American Psychological Association to determine stress levels in different generations, only 45% of Generation Z teens surveyed stated that their mental health was excellent and that they only experienced minimum stress. This means that 55% of Generation Z teens surveyed stated that their mental health was significantly below superior. This is an alarming statistic, especially seeing as all other age groups had much higher percentages of satisfactory mental health. I believe in being tolerant with yourself and not setting immoderate expectations. I believe in pacing yourself and setting attainable goals that won't overwhelm or disappoint you. I believe in a balance between hard work with consistent effort and relaxation with enjoyment. I am someone who loves to-do lists and that is how I operate. Schedules and organizations help me complete my work in an efficient manner. So every day I would write my to-do list before school so that I knew exactly what I needed to do for the day. My list would include schoolwork, homework, extracurriculars, studying, and music practice. At the beginning of the school year, I would be able to do all of these things without scrambling to complete anything, without rushing myself and the fear of missing something. But as the year proceeded, work piled up and days could just be a mess of activities. I realized that I was just constantly doing things and eventually I was tired of it. 
I was literally tired of being tired. All the nonstop doing was not helping me and the pressure was completely self-induced. Me telling myself that I, if I didn't do everything always, then I wasn't productive. Furthermore, it came to my understanding that I needed to stop and reinvent my to-do lists to essentially re rework how I completed activities throughout the day. I had to balance certain things and reassess which items were mandatory. What could wait till the weekend? What needed to be done by today? I added some of my other interests, such as painting and crocheting, to give myself a break. To my relief, after that, everything was so much easier than before. Yes, I still have a busy schedule, and yes, I still give my 100% effort in what I do. But I didn't have to keep working always, and even something as small as modifying a to-do list can change an overall process or way of learning. On a weighing scale, if you add two tons of metal to one side and an ounce of feathers to another, the scalable tip will fall, will crash and break. A human works the same way. In teens especially, with the workload jump from elementary to middle or high school, it can be tough to keep yourself in balance. Sometimes the assignment and exertion will be there and they will be a lot, but resting and relaxing yourself is equally as important to reduce stress and anxiety. That monetary percentage you read at the introduction can become less shocking if we can create a mental equilibrium that won't just keep pushing and pushing you to do. So we balance the metaphorical scale. Thank you. That was an amazing essay, Sahana. I think you explained really well how important balance is in our lives, even though through these tough times that we're going through. Now let's hear from Mrs. Arminio, who's a learning experience designer. My new normal um, at home has been the change in wearing a mask. I think that's been a the biggest change from the beginning. Now it's a habit. I make sure I have masks hanging on my doorknobs. I have masks in my purse. I have masks in my car, at school, at my desk. And it has become a habit where it's just the new normal. And I wonder if in the future, as we have flu season, if we go back to that and we start wearing the mask when we have colds or when you know, we just have that time of year. Some other new normals are um, just the change in how maybe I get groceries or um, order food. Our family, when we order food, we do a no contact pickup um, through groceries, through um, at the restaurant. If we have chosen to go to a restaurant, we make sure that they are, um, you know, making sure that they have all of the protocols in place and that it is safe to go to the restaurants and um, making sure that, you know, we make good decisions. Another new normal is how we interact with our family and friends. We are really careful about who we meet with in small group, or even if we're outside, we make sure we stay six feet apart and, and just keep everybody safe. And we make sure we don't shake hands anymore, that we either wave or we do fist pumps, but we don't hug and we don't shake hands like we used to. And so I think that is gonna be our new normal. We realize that that is just spreading germs. Uh, along with that is we make sure that we 
keep hand sanitizer everywhere. Again, like the mask, I have it in my car, in my purse. And we just are way more aware of using that hand sanitizer as we touch things or as we go in and out of a store or a restaurant. And if we do see people, we also are limiting our gatherings to just people that are in our bubble that we know have been safe and very cautious. And we just get together with them. And now we are even more aware of the people that have gotten their vaccination. And as a neighborhood, almost everybody has their vaccination. And it's almost like a celebration that we feel safe, that we can have more contact with those people because we are all being protected. So it's, it's um, that is our latest new normal of, of feeling a little safer with those people that have had the vaccinations, along with just making sure my family members now that have had the vaccination are safe as my 86 year old dad can go out and about a little bit more um, at ease and feel safe. The, the other thing is just our conversations have changed. We, we talk with friends about the numbers, the data. We talk even about the blood type because that is the new thing that everybody talks about. Does blood type matter? Whether of your, of your chances of getting COVID or not, that was never a conversation in the past. And so just our conversations have changed. When I think about the school, our school, our new normal is that we do not have staff meetings face-to-face, that we do all of our meetings through Zoom, and that we are really working on learning new tech tools that will enhance learning so students feel safe, that they can collaborate together without sitting right next to one another. Our cafeteria has been transformed. There are uh, plexiglass between each student and between the, the middle of the tables. And I just wonder, will that stay in the future as our numbers go down? So our new normal is starting to, be, to become a habit. And this really made me think about all the changes that we've made that just keep us safe. Right now, I'm with Mrs. Hahn to ask her about how she adapted to the new normal. So there were a lot of things I had to adapt to for my new normal. Um, I mean, I've never worked from home before, so that was a really big change. And my husband, who works at Procter & Gamble, also is working from home. So we only had one office. So I think the first thing that we had to change was just finding a space where we could both um, have privacy and um, we had to improve our internet. We had to pay, pay a couple hundred bucks to get some additional routers for our internet because we were both in video meetings all the time. So that was probably the first one. I think also for me personally, I'm very social and I feel very fulfilled by being social at work. 
And so uh, it was hard to adapt to teaching in a whole new way because it took my students a really long time to start turning on their cameras and talk more comfortably with me. And I really feed off of the energy of my kids. And so I felt kind of like I was teaching in an aquarium, you know, like you could talk to the fish, but they don't look back at you and you don't know if they really heard you. And it was a whole bunch of little black boxes with names and profile pictures. And so I really had to adapt to trying to make connections with kids in different ways and whether that was telling a really lame joke or asking kids to respond to me in the chat and just totally changing the way I talk to my students and develop relationships with my students. Um, and then of course I had a baby and this is my first child. So that was a huge life change and that all happened um, during the pandemic. So my new normal changed not only because I was at home, but because I came, became a mother in the middle of the school year. And so, you know, I had a baby at home and my husband was working and I was working and we had to find time for him to take the baby and me to take the baby. And, um, you know, we didn't feel like it was safe to send our son to daycare um, at that time because he was so teeny tiny. And when he was born, it was the winter and all the cases were really high. So we felt like we had to just do it at home, but we don't have family nearby. So that was also something where my new normal just changed totally. So I, you know, grading papers while holding a crying baby or learning to work in the evening sometimes after class while my husband was watching the, you know, our son, our son Chavi. So um, that was, you know, all of those things were things that changed for me. And even the way my husband and I spend our time, we used to go to the movies all the time and we love to go to museums. And so now we, now that it's finally spring, um, we're able to go to parks and things like that but we just had to find new ways to find joy and new hobbies new ways to entertain ourselves and enjoy each other in, in a different way than we had before so just everything in my life changed all at once um, but I think obviously being a teacher has been such a huge part of my identity that's maybe the biggest the biggest change that just looked totally different than it ever did before and now I love it but it took it took a long time to figure out how to how to change that and adapt to my new normal. So that's, that was uh, kind of my journey over the last few months. Um, and there are a lot of, a lot of challenges and, and also a lot of things that I've just learned to love and um, finding joy. That's interesting, Mrs. Han. Even though we go to online school, you still make it so much fun for us. Now let's hear from Mrs. Stewart. One of our new normals, um, because we are online, is we had, in order to be able to communicate with our students and have our classes, we had to figure out a system that we could use. We started out using uh, Google Meets and then flipped back to, and then we learned about Zoom meetings. Um, and then we started using Zoom. We, we went back and forth with Google Meet and Zoom. We found that Zoom had a lot more capabilities of what we can we can do to meet with our students. Plus the system seemed to work better for most of our online students. So we started using the Zoom, which was a big adjustment. Um, we see their icons and sometimes we they do turn on their cameras so that we can see our students. Mm -hmm. But that was our new normal because we were so used to being in a classroom seeing our students and now all we see uh, is their bobbleheads or their icons. <laughs> yeah, my math teacher calls them, like, she said next year when she's teaching in person, she's going to make black boxes for them to put uh, put on their heads so she's comfortable teaching. 
Absolutely, because this has been the, the entire year that we've seen little squares instead of um, a, a classroom in 3D. So that it's been, this has been our new normal for this year. So we are all looking forward to getting back to seeing everybody in three-dimensional figures. That was really interesting that you had to switch platforms for classes multiple times. In this episode, we wanted to recap what the new normal looks like for different people. In the next episode, we will be comparing and contrasting the livelihoods of in-person students and, on and online students. As you know, we end each episode with a Mason moment. Anyone have a Mason moment to share? I have a Mason moment. So my Mason moment is just every day I hold the door open for people uh, in this outdoor section of a hallway and I just hold the door open with my friend and there's not really much to it. We just hold the door open and I, while I do enjoy the outside time, I also do it just to be kind and really that's all it really matters just to be kind and helpful to people who might not want or can hold the door open. So yeah. I would like to share one of my basic thoughts. In fourth grade, there is something called National Geography Bee. I don't really like geography at first. Um, I thought it was boring, but I just tried it out and saw what happened. And I realized that I really liked geography. I like to know where countries are, the places that they went. And after that, I kept on trying and I eventually made it to the school spelling bee. I know that may not seem like a major achievement to all of you, but uh, to me it was. And it felt like I had accomplished something. Ved, of course that's a good achievement. We're now halfway through the whole podcast. Three more episodes are on their way, but for now, Comic Cast out. <laughs>